0: Of boxes are rocking, and your boy BC is back to do some knocking. Yeah. Bang bang. It's the state of combat boxing podcast on CBS Sports. And the voice you hear without question, the Brian Campbell under the weather this week. I don't know what's going on. I'm 40, I'm washed. I need some life advice, some career direction. I'm
1: talking to this man like I'm talking to this man. Somebody, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, champ.
0: He's probably watching. Yeah. yeah, yeah, champ. Please, somebody talk to me. this man like we're talking to this man. Double kebab, indeed. I got a syringe of performance-enhancing audio. I'll try not to cough on the air. Get ready for insertion. We got another Loaded Pack show coming at you. We can recap Keith Thurman's very interesting victory in his return from two years off, including what's next for that man. Hey, what's next for that division? I'm a natural Walter Waite. Crawford isn't. Spence is a natural Walter Waite. Sean Porter is a natural Walter Waite. A lot of natural Walter weights to talk about moving forward. We will get into Weekend Preview. Do you care time with a pretty damn sneaky, sexy ESPN card to talk about. Sergey Kovalev, Elider Alvarez to anybody? The return of Teofimo Lopez, the takeover and a big fight that matters. Oscar Valdez, we got some business to talk about. So why don't you help us out on the business end if you like this show? And I know you do whether you're pro-Dwyer, whether you're anti-Dwyer, because I'm fielding a lot of those these days.
1: It's Dwyer. It
0: is Dwyer. Give us that five-star review. Apple Podcasts, wherever you consume fide Audio. Do the business. Do the time. Your boy, Rafe, your boy, BC, will appreciate it. Speaking of Rafe, let's bring him in right now. You know what he does. He moves books for a living. An international superstar. He also loves it when we cruise together. Respect was made for fun. I love it when we keep up. Rafe Bartholomew, please rescue me from this illness. Take over the show. How are you, my friend? Doing all right, Brian. I'm sorry to hear that you're a little
2: under the weather. But look, player, sometimes you just gotta hang in there, collapse the pocket, and throw combinations.
0: He thinks he's the B-E-S-T of the podcast game. My, my immune
2: system, Brian, is defensively blessed, alright? That's all I'm gonna say. I'm good.
0: Hey, just as, as the Dwyer love seemed to have reached its mountaintop, did you pick up on some of this Twitter, Dwyer hate? People are like, look, I'm leaving your show if this man doesn't stop taking over the broadcast.
2: That's a fair point. It's a fair point. We could dial it back. I don't wanna. I don't wanna lose Dwyer altogether. I am not over him. All right. He's still a. He still matters to me. It. It's still real to me. Damn it.
0: I know. I know. I mean, like many guys that listen to the show still really like him.
1: Many guys. Many guys. Many guys.
0: Many guys. Um, do we just nip this addiction in the bud? Have him on the show. It's either everything we dreamed of or it's the worst thing that ever happened. And then bid Richard Dwyer adieu. Are you saying, no, we got room in our life for this habit. We can keep this hidden. We can, we can just put that needle in just a little bit. Just rub it on the gums for a a few seconds each week. That's right. Look, just the, just the tip, just the Dwyer tip and maybe
2: a little bit of his aunt Blossom who is another fan. I am a fan of her. She has a service that I have. Not, not literally, of course, but just. Yeah, I got to back off of this one. But, yeah, look, I'm not ready to give them up, but we should keep it moving and actually talk some
0: boxing. Yeah, let's get into the box. Let's open up the box. Before we do, though, let's hear a word from our good friends and sponsors.
1: CBS Tonight, TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in Orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out. I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. You should be. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness. Go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The fire country season finale. Tonight, 9-8 Central on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. The time has come for drag queens to save the world. Drag queens, save. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount+. Plus, and for the first time ever, I
0: want you to use your talent for good for a change.
1: <laughs> eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame? RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms of 5.
0: All right, Rafe, the first thing we always like to do before we look forward is to look behind yes i'm talking about it we had a big fight this weekend on fox pbc on fox the return of keith one time thurman 22 month absence injuries to his right elbow left hand and he went there against celebrated beloved brawler Josecito lopez and Rafe. that made whoopee we had something to watch there we thought it was going to be a walkthrough Josecito did not know this was not an exhibition rave or whatever the the line is there. Pour some water on my balls. Thurman survives. Majority decision gets rocked in round seven. Lucky to be saved by the bell, it seemed. Which side of the tracks are you going to go with a hot take here? Is Thurman washy? Is Lopez that good? Where do we go with this?
2: First of all, man, it was just a fun fight. Thank you. Both fighters, especially uh, Josecito Lopez, who made it that, who really looked like he was getting his ass handed to him in the beginning of that fight, and then stuck, you know, bit down, didn't get too hurt to get out of to, to just be blown out of the fight, and worked his way back into it. And goddamn that seventh round, Brian! I I tweeted it. I was at I, I was watching this fight with my dad. We stood up. We're doing our own. Bartholomew household, Emmanuel Stewart impressions. They were like, "Oh my God! Look at Hosea Saint! Don't go, go, man! God, look at this!"
0: That didn't happen in the Campbell household. I wish it should have. It, why not? Why not? That wasn't a service I had. I was worried for Keith. I was worried that the dream was going to die, the unbeaten record be gone, the big business ahead, unifications with Spence, unifications with Porter, Pac-Man, Crawford down the road. the Who wel- cares, man? Uh, who, what, you, you would
2: take that, you would take business as usual over a great, exciting upset, Osasito? The Riverside Rocky pulling it off again, the same way he did way back in the day, getting v- Vincent Victor Ortiz VO to st- pull out of that fight with the broken jaw with Canelo, who was planning to fight Ortiz next, looking on from ringside, debuting the Canelo face yes. every time the guy he was supposed to fight would end up losing for like four fights in a row. It was, I, I, I way,
0: love that stuff. And
2: Josecito almost gave it to us again.
0: He did, he did. And, and first of all, we need to Establish things that everyone already knows. I love me some Saul Canelo Alvarez, and Saul was sitting in front of me at Trout Canelo 2012 in the Garden. Another Canelo face moment where we thought we were getting Koto. You, you mean Koto
2: Trout? Not you said
0: Canelo was sitting I in did. front
2: of you at Canelo Trout. Uh, yeah. I think it has to be your your ginger, yeah. Uh, your yeah, your yeah. your champion.
0: It was Trout Koto and Canelo. By the way, shook my hand that night, did, uh, hello, hello, my friend. It was great. He was ready and he got Canelo face. So yeah, shout out to Josecito for, for, you know, I did that face to face on, Fox with them. And, you know, he's not a trash talker, but he's just a hungry guy who brings it. He kept putting on pressure, survived that knockdown in round two on that beautiful, what was that a short left hook from Thurman or was it a sneaky? Yeah, right?
2: basically both hooked at the same time and, and. He's got there first. It was it was really – it clipped him right on the jaw. Uh, he almost didn't see it land until the the replay.
0: He made this a fun fight. Now, I want to talk before we – I want to talk about the scoring, all right? Thank you, man. At least
2: some people got the score right.
0: Some people did and some people didn't. Ultimately, Lopez was in this. He made it a fun fight. But, bro, I still scored a 10-2 to for Thurman, and I don't think that's insane. I thought Lopez – won round six when he landed a big right hand late in the corner in a round where nothing happened. I thought he won round seven, of course, when he wobbled Thurman across the ring. Round eight was really close. I ended up giving it to Thurman, who rallied back at the end. But you got people online who, again, I hate this is what I hate. When people don't score a fight, even experts, right, who are just casually watching, and then they don't score it, but then they flood the interweb streams with thoughts that go, well, well, I didn't score the fight, but that score seems bad to me. Of course it seems bad to you because there was a period where Lopez took over the narrative and momentum of the fight. But that doesn't equal five to six rounds. It's Fury Wilder all over again, Rafe. It doesn't mean suddenly a 113-113 scorecard makes sense just because he had some moments. Thurman, I thought, largely dominated that fight even though he boxed safely and circled away late. How did you score it? Because we saw that the cards were all over the place, majority decision in the end. 10 to 2, minus one point for the knockdown for your boy, BC. I didn't
2: score it, uh, but I, it, I didn't, dare lo- I wasn't watching that fight, I wasn't thinking, man, this is a difficult fight to score. I basically agree with you. 10 2, 9 3, 8 4. I don't really care a whole lot in there. There were some close ish rounds. Uh, late in the fight when, when Thurman was more on the, de- more on his bike, more on the defensive. But even so, he would jump forward and land some hellacious punches in those rounds. It's just that they weren't affecting Josecito as much anymore. And Josecito kept really looking for a chance to, to, to finish in, and, and seemed like even when he would only land a punch, it would shake Thurman up more than than Josecito was being hurt late in the fight, but he wasn't necessarily winning those rounds because that might be the only shot that Josecito landed of any consequence. So I, I see exactly how you scored it. It didn't seem like a hard fight to score. It was a lot of fun to watch and it was competitive because Josecito fought his ass, his balls off. He laid his balls Here. on the line, Brian. It, it was Love all, said. it
0: was, was that, what's that? Here's what Jaleon Love once said and I think it's apropos about your boy, Josecito.
1: This guy is trying to shoot some bombs. I don't care. A lot of y'all ain't never been hit before. So let's just get that straight. So until you get hit, you don't understand what I'm saying.
0: He was going for the win, and that's what we love out of him. But there's a debate in there about what happened to Keith in round seven, Rafe. Was it as simple as...
2: He might have shot his load a little bit.
0: Maybe he uh he blew his wad early. Was it a was it hashtag loadwatch twenty nineteen or Who is it-
2: saying that? I didn't see what happened was he got caught bad that he he got he got hurt he got rocked he was nearly out on his feet and josecito went for the stoppage went for the kill he was just stalking after him that entire round landing those lead rights that had keith flying across the ring wobbly it was and steve willis Shout out to Steve Willis for another amazing facial expression, <laughs> robot dancing, refereeing performance. Steve Willis was watching, looking like he had at least crossed his mind that he might have to jump in and wave that off. Credit to him for not jumping to any conclusions and doing that. But that's how close it was coming. And, man, I think if anyone might have been on load watch, it was probably Josecito towards the end of round seven when he just spent two minutes chasing the guy around, trying throwing everything he could at him. Of course, unless, as we saw Vasily Lomachenko do to Jose Pedraza, there aren't too many guys who can keep that up and not slow down
0: after a while. Um, After a while of loading right there. Uh, Rafe, the whole point of me bringing that up was, okay, if it wasn't that, you're just saying he got rocked. But how much of it was the fact that Keith was honest, very honest, coming into this fight saying, look, I'm going to win this fight. But it has been 22 months. It has been two years. I'm going to look rusty. I'm going to look better in the future the more I put in some rounds. We wanted him to come back and fight Spence and Porter and and everyone, or Floyd, everyone right now. Tension, anyone. And we didn't want the Josecito fight. He was the one telling us, I need the Josecito fight. He was right, it seems, Rafe. So how much of this do you say, all right, wasn't your finest hour, Keith, but you held on like a champion. And maybe there is a thing to ring Russ. So all you people on Twitter that said Keith was never that good to begin with, Spence would put him in a body bag. I got Errol Spence by murder.
1: Errol Spence by murder.
0: Uh Maybe they're wrong. How much is like Keith knew his body, he knew his situation, and we wanted too much from him coming in.
2: You know what? First of all, I thought that Keith Thurman coming off nearly two years out of the ring and injuries and who knows what else, an amazing wedding in Nepal in two thousand seventeen, all of those things that he had going on, he I, I I expected and thought he deserved one one comeback fight, one thing to shake the rust off, and this was it. Now the question now after that, you don't get it. Like everyone says, you do, you do not get a, a comeback year. You get a comeback fight. Uh, so we'll see who he fights next. He's calling out pretty big names. It seems, sounds like that's the direction going. I'm okay with all that. It's interesting. The whole ring rust argument, because if you just watch the, the, when does ring rust show itself? at the beginning of a fight right most of the time that's how we think of it the first few rounds he looks sharp well ring rust
0: also brings on late fatigue let's be honest
2: okay i guess you could say that he might be more likely to fade because he obviously hasn't done a real 12 round fight in a couple of years that's i I see that i guess with, with people claiming ring rust he didn't look rusty at the beginning. He looked very sharp. He looked better than we'd seen him against some other opponents early. He didn't have any early round struggles, and that might have just been a matchup thing. We we expect to see him look better than Josecito Lopez. He's quicker than him. But to me, I don't know. It, it just seemed like the same old Keith Thurman. They, he just got hurt worse than we ever saw him get hurt before. But he always has looked like when he gets caught, he doesn't. Seem he I don't have a whole even though he hasn't been oh, he hasn't been down right I don't have a whole lot of trust in that man's chin not that it's bad not that we're talking about Amir Khan out here but just that he doesn't react well when on the occasions we've seen him get hit. This is how Diego Chavez's career took off and then did nothing because he looked like he hurt Thurman early years ago when they fought on HBO. Same thing with Jesus Soto Carras seemed like he hurt Thurman a little bit early. So there were those questions. And I think that Josecito just caught him and hurt him and, and made a great effort and props to Thurman for riding it out and and winning rounds even though he was not he he was getting hurt late and and just didn't uh it didn't look as good as he had when he was dominating the fight but it to me this is the same old Thurman we've seen against Robert Guerrero against all these he's sharp good dangerous early but he fades late in fight he gets he goes more on the back foot late in fights and he's not Quite as dominant. He also, is not forget this one time stuff. We've seen at at any high level at welterweight, he's not Walter that Wade, but big Wade. of a puncher. He, it, it's he's a good Wade. puncher, right? Let's be What's honest.
0: That? It's Walterweight, first of all. So
2: sorry. Yeah, the Walter. The even yeah. He now that he's fighting natural Walterweights who are good, they take his punch and it's not. It's he's not knocking guys out like he was Orlando Low Laura.
0: Let's dig into that a little bit. Let, let's put our hands in that wound. And first of all, I thought. Lopez shot his load a little bit if we're going to finish that joke in round eight. Mm -hmm. And you got to give Thurman credit for not having a – not letting this turn into a a major fiasco, right? He did right the ship. So let's get into what you're saying. Keith is not a – he's not Gennady Golovkin. We love the one-time nickname. Yes, he has power. Yes, he knocked out the guys earlier in his career that he should have. But he's not that dude. Ultimately, he's a – Really well-rounded welterweight. It's why after he beat Porter and Garcia before he went away for two years, for that short window, we were like, this is the best welterweight in the world. Floyd's gone. This is the best welterweight in the world. But we have to take the pulse of boxing Twitter, which is very cynical, mix that with the danger we did see him in on Saturday night and say something's missing here. Right? I think in our minds we look at Bud and Spence as – next level guys another level ultimate elites that could become all timers they don't seem to have holes until we find out until they're in fight of their life situations there's no holes at this point rafe that's just, that just sounded so weird with Thurman I think we see a hole I but I'm trying to figure out Wow! Wow! It's just getting—it's really just getting worse. I think I should finish. I mean, really, I know that's too harsh, but uh I, you said hole so many times, Brian, that I actually just did finish. Oh, that is—I don't even know where to go. That is so gross. Wow! Wow! Just you know, leave
1: me the hell alone. Wow!
0: All right. uh What I'm trying to say here is, what does the hole look like? What it is? is It's no, no, no. Here's what I'm trying to say here, Rafe. The whole I wanna ask you about this hole, okay? <laughs> Actually it's your hole. No, it's it's your bowl. It's uh wow, let me can I just pause for a second, you know. Sounded boring. No nah, well
1: <laughs> let everybody talk about it the next day still sounded boring. It's not
0: boring. Here's the thing. Is Keith too good of a boxer? To bite down at the idea of being a finisher, a true finisher who enters every fight with the idea that I'm not leaving the ring until I finish my opponent. By the way, Sugar Ray Leonard also had that idea. That's a true finisher. Revisit his history with Thomas Hearns. Well, I just, I just got, I just put, the, I just got into the Dwyer a little bit. That was nice. That was nice. My point is this: Is it because Keith? Falls too much in love with his boxing ability that he has these moments, and these moments I'm talking about are the last three rounds of the Danny Garcia fight, which allowed Garcia to backdoor it and almost win by split decision. Or does Keith just have heart-slash-chin-slash-confidence issues? Is he not the dude we expected him to be when he was calling out Floyd and making that rise and getting through trouble against Chavez, putting away JSK, doing things that a man is supposed to do? Is he really that man, Rafe? Is he on the level of Spence and Bud, who right now we look at as flawless? No. What is his hole?
2: No, Brian. I don't think – when you go around and talk to the boxing press, you talk to the hardcore fans, you talk to other people in boxing, they don't seem to put Keith Thurman on that level either. They respect him as a world-class, truly elite fighter, one of the very best, top five, top three at – welterweight walterweight whatever you like to call it
0: 147
2: weight category 147 all of those he's top he's he's the he's the cream but he's not the cream of the cream of the crop and we you can see it with your eyes you and maybe look that's why they eventually you want to see the fights you want to you want to see it proven in the ring but that is not too hard to see for a lot of people and he's there to prove them wrong great if he can but he doesn't come off the screen the same way that Bud Crawford does. He doesn't he doesn't dominate the same way Errol Spence. has Now, he the has the best resume. Why? He's fought these fights, but he hasn't. They've all been close and competitive. They could go the other way. I bet Danny Garcia is watched that fight and was kicking himself that he didn't try and track down Keith Thurman now we know Garcia doesn't really move around the ring and cuddle I mean he cuts it off but he doesn't he doesn't pursue in the same way he doesn't apply as much pressure but I wonder if Garcia was watching that fight and being like damn Josecito almost knocked him out I have more power I'm sharper if I had been willing to lay it out there take a few more risks maybe I could have won that fight in a in a impressive, amazing way instead of having to dispute the decision and chase him at the end and just not getting it all the way done. Uh, Thurman is not—he's one of the guys. He's not the guy, in my opinion. And and obviously, this is all speculative, but that's just that's the way I see it.
0: If you disagree. Turn off your damn station. Wow, wow, bro. I am feel on that one. Uh, But why, though, is the question. You just told me all the things I knew. But why? Why is he missing it? So I think he doesn't come out
2: looking to knock out every opponent despite the nickname. If you watch the Danny Garcia fight, the Sean Porter fight, he is basically going to box his way through and see what happens. But – as the fight goes on, whether it's a long-term stamina thing, whether it's a ring rust thing, he seems to fade and he guts, he gets on his bike a little. He did it against even Robert Guerrero. You remember the last three rounds of that fight that Thurman dominated? Now, at the time, you take each fight in its own and you're thinking, all right, well, he's got a big, a big advantage on the scorecards likely. He knows he's leading in this fight. So maybe it makes sense for him to take a much more defensive approach in the last few rounds but maybe it's not that maybe he does he just is he fades a little bit maybe he has some stamina he's easier to catch up with later in the fights and that's why these guys are having moments late against him and also that defense the ability to to slip and make guys miss and come back real quick and hurt him that he does really well early in fights right That slows – the reflexes definitely seem to slow down a bit or enough for other elite fighters to catch up and do some real work in rounds seven, eight, nine, all the way through 12. So I think that's what we're seeing. Is it stamina? Is it just maybe overestimating his ability to put on a defensive master class like a Floyd-level, you're-not-going-to-hit-me for 12 rounds – Maybe it's just a chin issue. Or what are you? Where? where what? What's you? You're you're you've seen a lot of holes, yeah. Brian. Oh, what, what's you. what Keith Thurman's look like to you?
0: I mean, come on. I've looked at a lot of guys. Wow, wow. Uh, here's the deal, all right? I don't think he has chin issues. I don't think he also has a top shelf granite Golovkin chin. But look, we saw him take some shots from Garcia and Porter, and he seemed to do well. I wonder if it's connected to the idea that he learned, a lot of these guys learn a lot from watching Floyd, right? How he handles himself business-wise mixed with how he handles himself in the ring. I think Keith got to a point where he realized I could maybe have more longevity by following a Floyd model because I have got these boxing skills. And I think he's falling too lo- much in love with the idea of why do I have to stand and bang and take these chances if I can circle away late after building a lead. And, and that's gonna get him in trouble, and that doesn't make him look like a destroyer to us. Because Spence and Bud have sort of that, that, uh, is it a gangster backbone? I mean, it's sort of that, like, that tough as balls backbone that, you know, when it gets hairy, they wanna put you away. Boxes look that like it's a, like a, a hood, hood sport. And these guys fight when they need to, like it's a hood sport. I don't know if Thurman has that hood sport element inside of him, deep inside. Now, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you, that Thurman has been softened by things like his flute playing, by things like being away for two years, spending four months in Nepal for his wedding. Because obviously, you gotta live a life. About it can't be box. I know Canelo's trying to tell us the box is life. No box, no life, or whatever that that weird uh, uh, hashtag thing he's trying to put out there. I was born. Yeah, we know. Yeah, all right, all right, Big Red. We know. But you sent me some insanely interesting sound from Keith Thurman's wedding in Nepal. Now, first of all, congratulations. By the way, I love Keith. That's why when you and your dad was celebrating that action was happening on your screen and Keith Thurman's O was about to go, I was like, man, I really love this guy's personality. I want him to be a giant thing. I want to see his giant – no, no. Um. So what I'm trying to say here ultimately is that I'm happy for him. Get married, bro. Live your life. Be you, even if you is a little different. Even if you like things like yoga.
1: Um, But I love yoga. I love philosophy. um, um, I'm into world religions, Buddhism, Hinduism, original Christianity. um, So I'm just diverse, a little little outside-of-the-box thinking. Um, I dropped out of high school, but that doesn't mean that you can't be self-educated in life. Is that really you? Is that who you really are? Or is this an image you're putting out there? Because you know it's kind of attractive to be the alternative to a regular a boxer. Well, if I cared about my image, I'd probably have a million followers by now on Instagram.
0: Wow, subtweet and Ryan Garcia there. Don't think I didn't see that. My point of saying that is he's a different cat. He's a different dude, and that's cool, Rafe. But is some of that different dudeism inside of him preventing him from being the hood sport hero at Walter Waite like we need or want him to be? You sent me this insane sound from his wedding. Sounds like a different man. He did entertain us with some song.
1: my ah,
0: (laughs) He told us a story of how he fell in love. The first
1: day, I might have had a little too much to drink when I met her. I came back, and she saw that I was very sincere. She also did not know I was a boxer. She was unaware of my job and my career in America.
0: And what became of that after they met, he had too much to drink, it became a tug of kindness, Rafe.
1: It was like a tug-and-war of kindness. Every time I was kind, she would be more kind. Then I'd be more kind. Then she would be more kind. It it just escalated into a chemistry that was undeniable, and that is why I am here today.
0: And, Rafe, then he got introduced. There was this long interview session. Everyone's got to really check this out for themselves. We are very lucky and proud of you because we get a international boxer player. Oh, uh congratulations on your wetting. I hope your wife knows you got a player for life, and that's no BS in Rafe. Um, <laughs> what do you make of all this? Before I get your answer, can we do this one more time?
1: <laughs>
0: By the way, full respect to the Nepali culture and all of that. We're having fun with Keith here, but am I on to something? All right. I got a lot,
2: I got a lot to say here, Brian. Let me first talk about the boxing because I'm very tempted to forget it all. Um, no, I don't, I, I resist, even though I know exactly what you mean about his personality and I like it too, I resist that idea that just because he expresses himself differently he looks a little he acts a little goofy sometimes that that somehow affects his character in the ring that he's somehow tough not as tough or something when I see the differences between Keith Thurman and a Terrence Crawford or an Errol Spence who I rate who I happen to rate higher than Thurman to me it's just because I think Bud is sharper I think he's a better defensive fighter I think he counters better I think he he doesn't have those lapses late in fights. It's, it's as simple as that. I just see a guy who's a, a, a slicker fighter. Thurman is slick to a point. Crawford is a technician, a master. You know what I mean? He, he may just be the BEST, Brian. Right. Terrence Crawford,
1: quite frankly, is a guy who's a bad man who thinks he is the BEST. At 147 pounds, and I got news for the Americans of the world: many people, many,
0: it. many, many, many so people. That, that many guys. guys. Sorry, Rafe,
2: I got ahead of it. Many okay. guys, many guys. Uh, Brian. So that's that's what I think is going on with Crawford. With Spence, I think it's he's enormous. No one he ha, he's less tested at 147 at the Walter weight division, where I don't know. Some people don't see. Mikey Garcia as a Walter Wade test. It'll be a test of something. Mikey's a great fighter. Errol Spence has the look of a, just a dominant fighter, not as flawless in his performances as say Terrence Crawford has been. We've seen Errol Spence take some shots, get hit, but he just walks through it. I mean, he's, he comes through like that destroyer and it ain't nothing stopping him. And we all, this we say it a million times, Spence might be, one of – or if not the best body puncher in the sport. He is nasty. Yeah. So
0: that's and the by the way, to me. Tell Even me not, someone he beat better than Chris Algieri.
2: Yeah, Algeri stopped fighting because you're messing that up for Errol Spence every time he gets in the ring. Anyway, so I, to me it's not that Keith Thurman is somehow softer than them and it, because of his personality, anything like that. Just, I just don't see him – Looking like quite the same level of elite fighter. And in fact, if you look at his heart, I mean, Thurman has been tested in ways hurt worse than either of those guys really have. He, we just saw him have to come back from the dead. He was almost out on his feet in round seven against Josecito. And when he gets hurt. almost took his soul once too to the body. The body shot. He, when Thurman gets hurt, a lot of the, as soon as the, as soon as he is cognizant enough to fight back he comes back hard he throws shots back with real bad intentions wanting to hurt the other guy who just hurt him He so i, I don't Would see he say him he
0: comes back pro boner
2: i'm pro boner uh, you gotta be who isn't who among us is not we got as long as you can be pro b you got to all and if not there, you gotta see about, the doc it's
1: all about the lube man it's all about just getting back moving
2: Getting the, getting the, yeah, all right, all right, all right. Enough. But anyway, let, let's talk a little bit about Keith Thurman, the character, because this is the crazy, this is what I don't understand. So Thurman has a rough time, almost gets d- dropped, maybe could have gotten stopped if, if things had gone a little bit different from Jose, for Josecito Lopez in that fight. Scary perform, scary moments for, for Keith Thurman in there. Boxing fans, Twitter, lose their minds crapping on the on Thurman now like just laughing at him like he's some kind of like clown like they don't like him i don't what is not to like about him he is hilarious he's funny weird different he's the i i i do think that if we got a chance to really sit down with him I might be able to vibe with him about playing Magic the Gathering when we were younger because I I am I took some I took fourth place in a couple booster draft tournaments back in the day and I have I can just see I can smell it on people sometimes I think Thurman might have had a phase he's one of he's one of these guys he's got he's just a little weird he might have been a dungeon master rolling right some 24 sided die. Who knows? Uh, he's just, he's, he's, but I like that about him and I don't see why. Yeah. It, it isn't the macho. It isn't always the crazy macho ridiculous or uh, uh, whatever, like stereotype of the hard ass boxer, right? The, the guy who's a professional prize fighter, one of them, some of the most dangerous people on the planet, but it's, it, it's really fun. I, I just don't see why we would crap on the guy for, for, for being so much, you know, providing us sort of so much fun outside of the ring, this crazy wedding. Uh, I love in that in, in when he's giving those responses to the Nepalese reporter because, uh, because I can relate to it when you're new in a country and you, you, you start talking really funny because you're not confident. You, people are always going to understand you speaking as fast and, and, casually as you would in your standard english so he's doing all these bizarre pronunciations he's kind of getting this sing song carrie's like it was a tug of war of kindness and she was kinder and I was like what the hell and it's the kind of thing where your your friends will come visit you and hearing you talking in some accent you never used in before in the states and they're like What the hell is wrong with you? Why are you talking (laughs) like that, man? And you're like, no, no, no. You got you. You're like, you don't understand. It just happens. You're it's it's immersion. I love that Keith Thurman actually is like that, and he he's just sort of a a goofball sometimes without trying. I, I think that stuff is great. And I, and I don't think, think it, it makes
0: him any better out. or worse as a fighter. I, I get it. Now you just had a bro out moment with him. You connected on the level of speaking in weird tongues, of summoning devils in your youth, of, uh, of, 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 of yoga and different world religions, of gong gang bog. Now we
1: get even more ridiculousness in boxing.
0: I think we need to set up a bro session where you guys can play both ends of the flute at the same time. I is that like a like a finger cuffs type thing? I don't know. Wow, wow. Uh so what's next for Thurman is still going to be biz- big business cuz he survived and advanced. Now I do want to play a quote he said ahead of time of this fight which makes you think the fight we all seem to want the Spence unification is going to be a little bit further down the road.
1: Keith Thurman versus Errol Spence isn't worth one title, it's not worth two titles, it should be worth three titles, baby. And so we're going to set it up like
0: that. That makes me think we're going to push that down the road, although Spence, by the way, still needs to see the pudding before he knows there's proof.
1: With Keith Thurman, he's going to stay injured as long as I keep winning. So, (laughs) I mean, I don't think me and him ever going to fight. We mess around and retire, i get that WC belt.
0: But no one's really talking Thurman Spence after this victory in which Keith looked a little bit human. Now we're talking Thurman Apakayao, Rafe. Is this the right fight to make? Because... Thurman's, let's say, uh, vulnerability would mesh well with the fact that at 40, depending on your position, Manny could be a little bit washé at the moment.
2: Look, there's only one... Oshay sound I listen to in boxing. That's Terrell Goshay. Uh, and how dare you say that about Manny after he put
0: on a really, really strong performance against AB. Uh, give me a break, man. Get that, well, get some that people crap believe, out of here. Some people believe, and, and when by some people I mean Eddie Hearn, that Pacquiao is not the guy you think he is.
1: Is Pacquiao <laughs> faded? He's an all-time great legend of the sport. Is he faded? Yes.
0: So we're not saying he's done. We're saying he's, I guess, faded is the same way as saying washy. He's a little bit washy, so does it mesh perfectly, Rafe, with a guy who's a little bit faded and a guy who pretty good, but he ain't Spencer Budd? Is this the, the damn right perfect Fox pay-per-view matchup to make next?
2: It's a fight I would like to see. That would be a service I would have if it happened. I look, we know what Manny's priority is and it's not one-time Keith Thurman. It's Floyd Money Mayweather. So if Floyd, that is going to be the first tree they bark up in the Senator Pacquiao campaign, they are going to be seeing what's up with Floyd. Floyd, is this rematch going to happen? If it's not going to happen in the near future, then sure, maybe Why not Keith Thurman? It makes more, they both, they're both coming off wins at about the same time. We still got to wait for Danny Garcia to get his comeback fight. Was it Adrian Granados? I don't know. Uh, we, so, so Garcia still hasn't come back. Mikey and Spence, uh, it's, it's unlikely that, well, you know what? Why, when after Spence, after Spence Garcia, say, say Errol Spence wins that fight. Looks great. Why won't there be a call for Spence to get, Fuck yeah! Why? Why should it be Thurman? Now the matchup, I think people would
0: I'll widely agree. Why. I'll tell you why because Pac can beat Thurman maybe, yeah. and I don't think he could beat Spence.
2: It's a much better matchup. It's something that fans would. It's a back. It's a fight that people wouldn't think is already predetermined just because of how good and fresh Spence is and big at, at one forty seven. But Still, in terms of the business of boxing, you could argue that it makes more sense that the people at PBC uh, who are trying to organize the careers of these fighters and have it lead and and build stars might rather – instead of putting Manny in a 50-50-ish fight against Keith Thurman, would rather have him go into a fight where he's – 75 25 to lose against Errol Spence because they want to, they want that rub to go to the, the the guy who's going to be the biggest star or who they think could be their biggest star. So is the, do I like as a competitive matchup Thurman Pacquiao better than Spence Pacquiao? Sure. But why, why should that be the, the way things go?
0: Uh, why the hell not, Rafe? Like you said, if we ain't doing Maypac 2 and everybody getting money, because by the way, Manny just fought in the states, and for him to fight in the states, somebody's paying that tax bill. So there's there's a it, it, there's an added price in there. But yeah, look, you can Thurman. I, I think there's potential that pack is very competitive. That you can do a rematch if Thurman wins, then maybe he gets the rub as that star. So when you do Thurman Spence down the road, it is a little bit bigger because that's why you bring in Manny if you're PBC to to rub your other people. But Rafe, how fun is PBC welterweight right now? We know they have nine-tenths of the of the world's best division under contract. Sometimes we get frustrated at the length and delay of this chess matching from Uncle Al. But one thing you are always going to have to remember when talking about that man. Al Heyman, the goat! And it looks like right now Al Heyman's setting us up to be entertained. I mean, are you not entertained by Spence Garcia? Pac Broner, which could lead into Pac Thurman, which could lead into Spence Thurman down the road. And oh, by the way, Sean Porter's still out there. Fun ass fight against Ugas coming up, man. I'm feeling that itch and burn, if you know what I mean. Walter weights get me hot, Rafe. They get so me are, fired. Are, are you up. talking
2: about like the itch and burn of of hemorrhoids, like a like a
0: preparation H type situation? You know, I have pre- some ointment. Prepare yourself. Either way, we got to get off of this topic. But right now, gun to your head. If Thurman Pack happens, who wins, brother? You know what? If he had that much trouble
2: with Lidd Lopez, I, Keith Thurman could catch Manny with something nasty that hurts, maybe stops Manny. But I don't know, man. I, I he hasn't the power hasn't been there for Thurman. It hasn't looked the same in, in, in at those levels. We know Manny can take a punch. We've seen him hurt plenty of times because he's been in so many great fights against other great fighters. Fighters who are greater than Keith Thurman or who were greater than Keith Thurman. And he looked, I, I, as bad as AB was a couple weeks ago, I think Manny looked good. I think he would be very dangerous. I, I don't care, man. I'll I, I, look, I've picked Manny in dumb situations before. This would not be the dumbest shout out to May, to May So I would pick Manny in that fight. I think he has, he has enough to get Thurman into some trouble. And if he did, he'd have a lot better chance of stopping him or at least getting a knockdown or continuing that momentum throughout the rest of the fight than we've seen other guys who have hurt Thurman in flashes.
0: Wow, very interesting. Uh, Let's bring in celebrity Keanu Reeves for his thoughts.
1: Manny, good luck in the fight. You are amazing. You are awesome. Thank you so much.
0: So Keanu likes Manny. Rafe likes Manny. Let's bring in Al Bundy. Uh, The Russian, I think, is, is... More to my liking. Oh, alright, that is fair, that is fair. Hey Rafe, on this Thurman Lopez undercard, wow, caveman Konaki, Adam, the Polish Thunder, the babyface, a Konachki, or wherever you're going with this, defeated in a kind of the fun ass one round sloppy brawl that only Adam Konaki can produce, PBC heavyweight Gerald Washington, and guess what? He wants Wilder, and he wants him. And now, Wraith, Konatsky took to the mic, gave us really awkward uh, sort of uh, uh, hello, uh, uh, kind of stoda type of moment. I like you. I like a sex. It's nice. And said he'll be the uh, father of his first child coming up. Rafe, what do we do with Adam Konachki, this fun, sloppy heavyweight who, by the way, Gerald Washington, before we go any further, before we touch any other M's or anything else, we do have to send a message to you. You got him. You You don't have him. Rafe, is Konachki getting you popping a little bit here? Hell yeah, make these fights, put him in as many fights as
2: people, whoever's willing to fight that man, let him get in there, just get sloppy, get, get crazy, throw big punches. Do I, I do I, even though, even though, and we saw this play out a little bit on Twitter with people saying, Gaunatsky, come on, is he really an elite heavyweight? No, but he, he looks like a great TV fighter. We're very happy for him. Get some paydays, have some fun fights. We'll be watching. And then, Polish boxing Twitter jumping in to be like, wait a minute, he defeated Arthur Spilka and Gerald Washington faster and in more impressive fighting, more, more impressive style than Deontay Wilder. Oh. He's the man, give him the fight. That's, that's true, but you could say that both guys were a bit more vulnerable perhaps when they got to, when Kaunatsky got to them. Regardless, the guy is tough, fun, makes good fights, can, is going to be aggressive and It would not be crazy to see him give some of these top level heavyweights a a scary moment early, especially early in fights when before he starts getting tagged. Now, I think that he's just too easy to hit and some of these guys with just Killer power, like we've already heard Gypsy John say about Deontay Wilder. We, I think AJ AJ has some power like that. Some of these really powerful heavyweights. I don't know if I personally believe Kownacki can fight that way and survive without just some next level chin. And if he does, then then people really got a problem on their hands. But I would not count on that. But he's fun, man. Make these fights. He would be a very dangerous scary first heavyweight fight and it's on the wrong side of the aisle but i like to bring all things back to Oleksandr usyk man think about that no, usyk no, no, outboxing no. kownatsky chasing him around I, you usyk better have the wheels on screwed on real good because that caveman is going to keep coming after you
0: yeah, I just – look, I saw that war on Twitter that our friend Adam Abramowitz had with every Polish fan and writer in the history of the world. I got to lean to his side. Like like is a little – Konacki. What, what is the pronunciation here? Hey, Ponacki? There's usually the
2: ski when you see the CKI with the Polish name. So Konacki, Konacki, all right. well, that's, that's Konacki all fine. You Konacki know.
0: is more talented than people will realize looking at the baby face, looking at the, the, the puffy body. But look. I feel like he's got a death wish to get sent to hell because Wilder, as John said, has killing power and can do some dirty things. But I don't want to get Dwyer. I I don't fall for the Dwyer back foot love in this situation. I saw the fight ringside against uh, Prince Charles, Sir Charles Martin, whatever that that guy's name is. Uh, That was extra sloppy. This guy doesn't have a great gas tank. Maybe he's got some subtle skills, but uh, I'm not falling for the Dwyer, uh, uh, you know, sort of uh, plan here.
1: Adam Konacki is that rare combination punching heavyweight. He's sequential. What? Right Think Chris Eubank, Avni Ildura.
0: No, I don't want to. I will not revisit their history. That's
1: Adam Konacki. He looks slow. Yeah. He looks out of shape. True. Both are wrong.
0: Well, come on, Dwyer. Come on, Dwyer.
1: Right, this guy is a combination puncher who's a technician. His nickname is Babyface. Don't get fooled by the appearance.
2: Dwyer. Did you did you catch that subtle subtle reference to Lil C's in Crush on You at the end of the Dwyer? No. Don't be fooled by the baby face. I hope you not. Because the style's got you
0: hot. Ugh. Oh, Dwyer's woke. I like that. But by the yeah. way, uh, we got a message for Dwyer. Congratulations. You played yourself. Konatsuki's not getting over that hill. Come on. You're not talking me into a hedge bet here of Konatsuki against Wilder or any of those upper elites. Yes, he's fun. Yes, he's better than the Spielka variety. Yes, he could send Gerald Washington to hell in one round. But come on, bro.
2: Yeah, that's probably true, but I'd, it'd still be fun to see. And and you, the great thing, narrative-wise, let's let's put on our Brian Campbell WWE Raw Monday Night time to tweet some wrestling caps. How dare you! And let's let's imagine, let's play out the narratives in Kaunatsky's career. You know where it leads. He gets he gets a shot or two at a title, has some fun fights, probably loses in scary fashion in one of them. The same thing could happen to a guy who he grew up fighting with, sparred with for years in Brooklyn. They're tight. He goes by the nickname Black Polska, Big Baby Jarrell Miller. These guys love each other. They combined weigh about 800 pounds.
0: I don't like and friend Brian, versus friend fights, first of all, okay? Do you remember you the don't worst like? heavyweight title fight ever? Chris Bird versus... Deverall Williamson, touch of sleep. Yeah, I was put to sleep on Showtime. That was one of the worst fights ever. Best friends, fu- best friends should not be fighting each other. Rafe, you and I will never fight. I will never. I'll jack the crap out of that fight. All right. I will always jack if I find out you're across from me.
2: Brian, these guys are cut from a different cloth, and they 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 have banged it out in the backyard like the Macias brothers, oh, and so... they they one day, Darryl, out all the time.
1: You...
2: yeah. Jarrell Miller and Adam Kalnasy one day are going to come together for the sloppiest man. Somebody's getting beat by a man with titties that night, Brian, and it's going to be sloppy and fun. And we're all we're 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 gonna like it. We're gonna you're you're gonna like it, Brian. I'm gonna make you like it.
0: Uh, (laughs) I'm gonna punch you till you love me. Did you just pull some weird Tyson Lewis on? I'm not I'm not going there. Hey, King Tug, my man from Mongolia, King Tug. That was a fun ass fight to open this, uh, triple header on Fox. Who did he beat again? Claudio Marrero. I liked Marrero's style and his balls. King Tug is probably my new favorite fighter now that LeVon, the, the, the wolf, Gami Chava is not the guy we thought he was.
2: It was a fun fight. I thought Marrero was doing better than the broadcast team was giving him credit. They were really crapping on his performance. I thought those rounds were close. He was landing a lot of clean shots on King Tug. King Tug, a Olympic silver medalist who had been a has been a pretty touted uh, prospect. A guy who the, a lot of the hardcores I follow on Twitter are are often writing about saying, "Oh, this guy's the truth. He might be the best prospect in boxing." He, he he was in a real fight and and he pulled it out, but oh, it gross. wasn't. Yeah, sorry about that, Brian. Sorry. Sometimes sometimes you need the withdrawal method works. You got You got to do it to win some fights. No, listen. I don't know. It was a fun fight. King Tug didn't blow me away with the stop tug
0: it. job. <laughs> I mean, just stop it. It's just.
2: Uh, uh,
0: by the way, true or false? Sixteen uh, year old Rafe growing up in Manhattan. Playing ball, was your nickname also King Tug back then?
2: Before no, you... it was always something terrible like Big Country or oh, all right. yeah,
0: it's rough. I could see pre-puberty Rafe Bugs being a being a King Tug member. You know, that's uh, all right. We'll just leave that joke on the floor where it belongs. Um, all right, uh, what's King Tug's end game? Fun TV fighter gets sent to hell when he finally steps up. What's what's happening here? He's got some. He's got more craft than I than I realized. I think when I watch him, I am like, yeah, oh wow, okay.
2: No, he's got a lot of craft. The the power that he showed earlier against lesser competition didn't didn't make a huge difference in this fight. But hey, I'd want to see him against against other you know start start become a contender now. Start fighting more meaningful fights. And and this was for a mandatory slot, right? So he's fighting a champion in one of his next fights, depending on how all the matchmaking sorts itself out. But he's getting up on that level, and that's why I want to see him.
0: All right, we spent a long time inside of Keith Thurman. we got to roll quickly here. Let's do rapid-fire style on latest news, Rafe. Your boy, AJ, so apparently he's not fighting April 13th in London and Wembley like we thought. The Dillian White deal was not able to be consummated. If you follow the top writer Mike Coppinger, of The Ring on Twitter, who seems to be on top of this, it's looking like it's going to be AJ and Big Baby Miller. In Anthony Joshua's US debut on the zone, do we have a? Did we have a prospective date? What was it? April? Or May? I've
2: seen. Oh, I've seen June. early June. Unfortunately, so that's a long time.
0: It's not going to be in Britain. And it's the first place of AJ. It's going to be in the states. We don't love this fight, but it is sexy. to zone fight. I would want to be there for AJ's states debut. Uh Is it better than a D- Dillian White rematch? Probably not. But are you okay with it, it plays out this way?
2: I am okay with it. I don't particularly like it. it, it, it I don't, what can you do, Brian? It's, it kind of stinks. It's hard to figure out who to blame in this merry-go-round between Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, and Anthony Joshua. It really does seem like Wilder and Fury have outmaneuvered Joshua public relations and career-wise for this year, year-and-a-half stretch where they get to have this amazing – Two fight sequence with each other. While AJ, even though I thought the Povetkin fight was very respectable and a good, uh, high quality matchup, it just doesn't look as good. And they're gonna have Wilder and Fury are gonna have fought, it looks like, twice without AJ fighting once. And when he comes back, it's going to be against Big Baby Miller, who's a, a decent opponent, but not someone, not one of the fights we wanna see. Probably low on the list of, uh, maybe I'd prefer five other heavyweight fights before AJ uh, for AJ. I don't mean just in general, but before AJ big baby, I'd probably see prefer five other guys before that. You Where's know what Pulev I'm hopeful at? will happen. Where's Pulev What's at, bro? Can we get Pulev? He's a top rank man. He's, I don't know what to, I don't know what that means now. It, it means something they're going to move him. They're trying to build him up and get him those mandatory shots. He probably probably still has it. Because he was supposed to be the mandatory pulled out with injury last year. So that could happen someday. And and they do maybe – I don't know how they make the money work with that. But whatever. That's their problem, not ours. You know what I was going to say, Brian. What I think, what I hope happens, a way for AJ to kind of steal the narrative back a little bit and get people excited. Really, if this is going to be his U.S. debut, make it big, big. There is a man – who has recent who had recently retired who's talking about coming back making oh. some noise
0: oh wow they fought
2: before oh my they might God. like to have a rematch Are we talking oneley aj lead? vlad do it in the states do it in the garden do it in vegas that is how that one who wouldn't want that fight everyone that, you see klitschko he's still in the same shape he was already old when he lost to aj that was a great fight and he probably, if he comes back, would want to just jump, try and win that fight early. Don't give AJ the opportunities to land those big shots that got him in trouble. Now that that would be a fun badass. fight. Now that that would he... be a big name. That oh, is God. the fight that allows them to take back some of this narrative and be like, this is the biggest fight in in, in the heavyweight division right. right now, bar
0: none, whatever you critics say. And that's a, if DAZN Pony's up for that, that's a monster must-see I have to find his own if I'm not already purchased it type of fight. you're talking about Vlad who got knocked out by aJ and fought like a badass really for you know the first time since his original build when he was a reckless punching heavyweight he's now separated from from uh Hayden so he's got that sort of like I'm gonna go buy a convertible and grow a ponytail and
2: coming and, back with 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 Srisaket type yeah scorned lover we don't know if scorned lover he's, anger
0: he's kind of teasing the bag though about whether he's gonna come back he's putting it out there but then pulling it back he dis well one thing he has done is he's put the 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 actual answer if he's coming back on a USB stick and he's gonna auction it off but he has one sort of uh you know one instruction for you
2: do not ask me. After the fight, what is on the stick?
0: If you got the stick, let's say you were the one who put up, ponied up the money for the Klitschko Foundation to get the stick. You got your hands on Klitschko's stick, you put it into your computer, and it was Vlad Nudes, would you tell anybody you had it, or would you just keep it for a private, uh?
2: Oh, that's a tough, that, that is, that is a really, really difficult hypothetical, Brian. I might, I might have a tug of war of kindness with myself and then, and then think about <laughs> oh it God. afterwards.
0: Oh, yeah, AJ, AJ and Klitschko would get me on a uh, back of a car in Canistota in a second. By the way, I know you don't care about Big Baby's kickboxing career. I wasn't that woke to it. I know he had a career. I didn't know against who. He's got two fights against Crow Cop, one in K-1, one in Glory. Both go to the scorecards. Fun little action there. I know this isn't your cup of tea here, Rafe, but some people listening to the show are woke and versed on all things combat sports. You like boxing, and you like 80s action movies, and you like nothing else that involves combat. So I just want to put that out there for the people. If you need to go watch on YouTube, some fun action there. Uh Klitschko, we got AJ. Other news, George Groves, Rafe. At 30, he's going to retire. Is he really that washed? I mean, let's bring in Nassim for a second. I know this sounds terrible. I think he should finish. No, That's that's that's, that's a little too harsh. Is he really too At 30, he's going to walk away? What?
2: I don't think that he had to, right? His name is still valuable. He could have had some more decent fights at 168 pounds. He could have made it. He, he might have been able to make another title run. He's a good enough fighter that I believe that that would be possible. But you know what? I'm not mad at this either. He had looked increasingly old. He he got old fast, Brian. I don't know. Maybe maybe he just wasn't listening to any performance-enhancing audio, and this is what a normal man ages like. But if you look, you can look. I I I've, I may have done this. I may have dabbled in in this sort of Google image searching. If you look at Groves weigh-ins, starting at say the first Gro the first Froch Groves fight all the way through the years to how he looks in the last couple of years before fighting Eubank, before fighting Callum Smith, all of the the, the definition just leaves his body. He just looks aged, worn, and his fighting style, he was less explosive. He became really a cagey veteran that was good enough to outclass a a, a guy without a game plan like Chris Eubank in their fight. But when it came down to it, couldn't do it against – Callum Smith against a, a higher level of fighter. Uh, so it it makes sense and if, if that if he can if he got the money and he can stay retired, he doesn't want to make another run at it, that's fine with me. What, and and also there is no there's no topping what he's already done, right?
0: No, no. There 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 really is topping. I mean in the biggest fight of all time. I mean Alex Godinez, star star fan of the show will tell you the largest crowd in boxing history was there to see George Groves and Carl Frock in Wembley Stadium, 80,000.
1: 80,000 at Wembley Stadium, perfectly on George Groves's chin, and flattened him in front of 80,000 fans at the Wembley Stadium. I want to twice you it, if you don't mind, in my last fight before, before I knocked out George Groves at Wembley Stadium.
0: Is jo- First of all, let's just reestablish one thing. I'm still blown away that this ever happened. That eighty thousand people in Wembley cared that much in England to see this fight. Because when these two fights were announced, by the way, both were fun, right? Frotch got dropped in the first one, controversial stoppage. They go back, they do it a second time. He delivers the knockout of the year to to send Gross to hell. In in the in the states, we didn't really care that much about that fight, right? Both fights, they were like, okay, that's a, that's a good fight. It ain't, you know, this ain't. This ain't Birdo, this ain't Klitschko, this ain't something we're we're gonna go out of our way for, but the Brits, man, they bought into it. So, Groves is now this, like, B-side folk hero in this great fight, and then of course he ended up winning a a title, sorta, uh, late, you know, later in his career. But, it's just weird. I never thought this guy was that great, fun, honest fighter. He's sort of been pushed up there into the history books. How will you, outside of the ridiculously bad Hello Kitty tattoo on his left bicep, how will you best remember George Groves if we never see him again?
2: Well, first of all, for un- for better or worse, or unfortunately for, for St. George, he's going to be remembered as Carl Frotch's final victim, as the-, the foil in those last two fights who made them both very fun fights, almost stopped Frotch, which would have blown everyone's minds because that does that does not happen to the cobra in their first fight and then got just destroyed by that perfect straight right hand detonated smack on his chin spark knocked spark out in the rematch in front of 80,000 at Wembley that is unfortunately the first line of george groves is boxing obituary and it's not totally fair because he is a guy who if he had gone for maybe easier routes to a title could have gotten one much earlier could have defended it more times but he fought he fought some tough fighters at at, at, at at who put in really good performances against him badu jack one of the best times we, he's ever looked in a ring beating george groves Knocking him down early, really. So, so Groves is a little bit of a hard luck guy. That's sort of like the the B side of my memory of him. But really, it's all about the the rivalry with Frotch, which was hilarious. Create helped blow helped British boxing blow up in the way we've seen it do in recent years. And and yeah, you mentioned that first fight. How much nobody cared about in the states? I remember watching it on the Wealth Network. I mean, this was like the early. Days of terrible, nobody wants this, a- OWN, whatever, streaming hey, that you Wealth have to Network sign up for us, and watch on the weird app.
0: The Wealth Network, AEWE, gave us Larry Holm. I know this
1: game. I know this game. You got to listen to me when I tell you what's going
2: on. And Brian, we were talking earlier. This is the other thing I will always remember. We were talking earlier about a tug of war of kindness. Well... At that face-off show, these guys, Carl Frotch and George Groves, gave us maybe the greatest tug-of-war of kindness in history of boxing. Would you
1: like to shake my hand? I'd love to shake your hand. You'd love to?
0: I mean, the, 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 the struggle, the back and forth, pulling each other across the table, Frotch getting angry, being like, You, you want to tug, tug my arm afterwards? That, that was just an all-time great moment. We could all give a little push and pull. Yeah. Well, we we act, yeah we, we we've all been there. Look, we've we've definitely all been there. Thank the great Eddie Hearns. Thank the great Eddie Hearns for putting 80k in Wembley Stadium and giving George Groves uh, the first line of his obituary one day for sure. Hey, us uh, latest news. Uh, Eddie Hearn had an interesting sound drop talking about his rival Stephen Espinoza, the president of Showtime Sports. hey, like, Espinoza's like, he's like a baby. He hates me. Hates me. It's good, though,
1: really, because if you've got a guy like Espinoza, who is that powerful in boxing, that hates me so much, i am got to find
0: that kind of hominy, to be honest with you. Wow. You know? It's like that, that sort of means that I'm, you know, I'm quite, because if I was like nothing, you'd say, oh, sorry, I won't even give him the time of day, but... I like it. This is what I say about living in people's head rent free. Wow. Wow. It's a little bit, it's a little bit, uh, uh, it might be a little bit of a hard on day, if you will, Rafe. But, um, extending it further into British culture, uh, did you see the war of words on Twitter after this grows retirement that Andre Ward and Carl Frock, the Cobra, have now had? That makes me feel like Ward's trying to lure or lube him into a rematch? I, no
2: man, I missed this. Get, fill me in. Who 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 won it?
0: Who got the best of the exchange? I think Ward edged it. He called out Frotch for just being an old angry dude who talks bad about people. Because Frotch, uh, congratulated Groves on his retirement, but in typical fo- Frotch style, was sort of <laughs> undercutting him the whole way. He got called out by Ward. They did a back and forth where uh, they both accused each other of not winning the rematch. Ones like talk to HBO, they'll tell you, and uh. Then Frotch accused Ward of only retiring because no network wanted him to to fight on them right now. So it's very interesting. And if you're Ward and you only want to come back for something big and fun, imagine doing that in in, in London. Could you get eighty thousand and one in Wembley for Frotch Ward two? Look, that that number has never,
2: will never, can never be eclipsed. But I think it will be a good it'd do good numbers. It'd be fun. I would want to see it. Just uh, the the. The ridiculousness of – ridiculousness, sorry, of Carl Frotch in that fight and just the way he'd talk about himself in the buildup. Andre Ward and Carl Frotch, it's, it's interesting because they're both not – at least their public personas are not always the most uh, self-aware <laughs> that we see in the sport. But they approach it in such different ways. I think someday these guys are going to look in, look each other in the eye eyes and say, man – we're so different, but we're really the same, and just hug it out.
0: Wow. Yeah, Sweating yeah. the juices. Sweating the juices. Uh, other latest news here, Rafe, to finish. Hey, Adonis Stevenson, good news here. His girlfriend has reported that he's walking and speaking after the brain injury and the knockout loss to Alexander Grovzik uh man dwyer's in my head to want to say that the wrong way right now Vudsa. living
2: in your head yeah he's, he's feeling Green. horny about it too
0: you know gross but obviously shout out to the superman uh we want to see a full recovery here uh you know t- to live a productive life uh boxing can be dark you know there's that dark side of it and uh good to see good to see you know same thing pritchard colone's had some positive updates lately i know that Bad things happen to these guys, and we don't – suddenly don't talk about them anymore. And, it, and it, it's it, it's good to see he seems to be making a comeback from that. Also on this uh, Abner morris Jonte Davis Showtime fight next week, we now know the televised fights. Are you into Javier Fortuna, Sharif Bogare?
2: Not – I'm into the, the jokes that I will make about it, but I'm not into the fight I will be All watching right. that night. What
0: about Mario Berrios, uh, the unbeaten – super lightweight contender against Mexico's Richard Zamora in the co-main.
2: Can you can you tell me some more about Barrios cuz man, I don't I don't feel like I've seen well, him fight on the undercards. Do you like him? Is he like is him. he should I be giving him some respect? Should, resp- should I put some respect on his name or am I rolling my eyes right yeah, now? Yeah, he
0: can punch. He's 22 and 0. He's got 6 fight KO streak right now. 23 years old from San Antonio. I'm interested. I'm interested in see you, seeing what he potentially can become here whether he can bang a little bit. I think this is a big opportunity getting pushed into the co-main event slot. So we'll see what happens there. I don't know what happens with Ishe Smith, Erickson Lubin. I thought this was the co-main event. but well, Brian, I Brian,
2: I thought – didn't you say there was some more Twitter action on that well, earlier? I is saw
0: Ishe tweet out something to the degree of – and then deleted it shortly after, something to the degree of the real people know why this fight won't be televised. Didn't he have some war with Floyd on Twitter recently? Or not a war, but he kind of called out Floyd for not being a professional and being petty. Did you see that in recent months? Did I make that up? I remember. I
2: I don't remember it exactly, but yeah, I, I do. I, I have this recollection of Ishe having some comments about Floyd. Why then? PBC has so many opportunities. I, I understand. Well, I guess is this is this, is this is this PBC or is this Mayweather promotions it's all with PBC in, in the end? I think. Okay, so. PBC has enough other cards to, to let Ishe and Lubin, which is a really good fight. I like that fight. I like that fight. That's a lot. the, that's the fight. That was the, that's the fight. It's a little bit of a hipster take, but that's probably my favorite fight on this card. Oh, how dare you. And it's a hipster, look, I, I said it's a hipster take. Call me out. Come at me, guys. Uh, but it's, I, I really want to see that should be on TV. That's worth co-main status. Uh, so it bums me out that whatever politics may be getting in the way of, of putting that on TV. And if that's the case, guys, you're doing this for money. P- the, p- consumers, customers buy this at some level. They're paying for it, whether they're paying for your app, whether they're paying whether they're choosing to, t- to tune in or tune out. And you're messing around by not putting the better
0: fights on the televised card just to settle some score. That's true. Hey, before we get into uh Weekend Preview, do you care? I forgot to bring up what turned out to be a pretty fun DAZN main event. And I'm a
1: DAZN subscriber.
0: Me too, Dwyer. Did you see Jaime Munguia defend his junior middleweight championship against uh, one of the Inoue bros in what turned out to be a little bit of a uh, sloppy war? This was not one of the Inoue
2: bros, but it was a man named Takeshi Inoue. And yeah, man, fun fight. Jaime Munguia can't really be in a not fun fight he never he he doesn't look great sometimes right he gets hit he was a little they would I wasn't sure why the DAZN announced team was making such a big deal over making 154 pounds he's obviously a mammoth uh you know mammoth junior middleweight Mungia is but what is that Was that a, I hadn't heard a lot of reporting before that, that he was struggling to stay on weight for this fight. Now we do expect him to move up eventually just because of his size, the the massiveness of this guy at 154. And whoa, was it crazy in the ring, the size disparity between him and Inouye. But yo, Inouye was crazy. I was, that was maybe, was that, Brian, would you say that was the best hardcore balls out performance from a, Japanese determined, de- no. determined Japanese fighter since our guy, Nihito Arakawa against say. Omar Figueroa, just where you're watching guy being, oh my God, he's insane. Why is he still coming forward like that? And then getting work done. I mean, that was a, he made, in a way made that fight how fun it was.
0: Did you see that guy's balls? They were weird. Yeah, Arakawa had a balls that night. He, I mean, you might as well, you might as well bring out the awards if you really want to talk about how big they were that night. Gotta give Mikey the ball sack of the uh, year. Award. Give that to Arakawa and Inoue tried to model that. He tried to, to channel his inner, uh, what's that dude that Koto sent to hell, uh, oh no, they went yeah. the distance. The guy, he, the guy, the guy he fought Guerrero, the guy. The, Asian the guy. guy. Oh, oh, you mean uh Yoshihiro comedy. Yeah, yeah, some Thai guy. I have a fight uh with a, a Thailand guy. All right, let's get out of here. Mungia was fun to see, you're right. I, I long-term, hey bro, go to 160. There's big business in the zone. It's a it's a service I have. Let's move forward. Weekend preview, do you care, Time Rafe? Thursday, UFC Fight Pass from Alpine, California. Is that in your backyard? I
2: think that's in Northern California somewhere.
0: Is this a Roy Jones card? I know he signed a deal. Yeah, it's uh, gotta
2: be, right? That's, he's the only promoter working on UFC fight pass, right?
0: Unless Triple G somehow signs there, which some people are trying to say is going to happen. I don't know. Aston Palikte versus Jose Martinez, 12 rounds WBO junior bantamweight eliminator. Uh,
2: yeah, I, I should, I should care because Aston Palikte is Filipino. Oh, hey. He had, he had that not particularly great Exciting draw with Don Inietes on Superfly 2, I think. But uh eh, what well, you know, maybe Superfly 3, I don't really care. It's just hard to care. I, I don't have UFC fight. That is not a service that I have, Brian.
0: <laughs> hey, shout out though to uh, RJJ Boxing, right? I mean Roy Jones is doing his thing. You all of you must have actually forgot. Oh, must yeah, must Anytime you can put Gamecock into there, I'm I'm down with that. Hey, Friday night showbox Rafe on Showtime. Rochester, New York. Ronald Ellis versus DeAndre Ware. Ten rounds, super middleweights. Do you care?
2: I care a little bit. You know why I care? Because I listened to that show, that rebooted Showtime Boxing podcast with our bros, Eric Reskeen and Kiernan, Kiernan Mulvaney, and they are doing a good job of selling me on these fights. I usually do not care. I'll tune in for some weird showbox action because I ain't got nothing else to do with my life. But, they're making me think. Wow, this sounds like a really good matchup, man. Is 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 Ellis finally gonna like look good in one of these showbox opportunities? He's got so many draw. Like I didn't know any of this crap about Ellis. Now I care.
0: Remember when AC Slater showed up onto that uh, HBO uh, weigh-in show in like a t-shirt, and he was like, "Let me throw it over to my colleague Kieran Mulvaney." He he may have shot his watts Still, those hands are heavy. Heavy hands indeed. Hey, I'm that undercard. Do you care? Eight rounds, middleweights, Dominic Wade versus Martin Fidel Rios. Wasn't this fight already supposed to happen somewhere else? Do you care? Hey, I, I thought we already had to talk about the Dominic Wade comeback. No, I don't care. Okay, let's talk about what matters. Shout out to the corner man. We love that man from from top Rank, ESPN. Saturday night, Frisco, Texas, the star, right? Dallas Cowboy Land on ESPN. I think the undercard's on plus. We got a hell of a good fight. This is one of those moments where this ESPN top Rank relationship works. It wins. Because top Rank went out of its way to get two fighters that didn't have a home, both represented by other promoters, a fight that matters, and puts it on the surface we have. It's Elider Alvarez versus Sergey Kovalev. Rematch, 12 rounds for Alvarez's WBO light heavyweight title. To remind you what happened last year, Kovalev up fairly big late in the fight on the cards. And Alvarez... Who in the beginning of his career wasn't known as a puncher turned into one in that fight and sent Kovalev to hell. Rafe, are you fired up for this? Because I got a lot of, I got a bag of care for you right here. I don't know about
2: it, it. There, there hasn't been a lot of buildup, and I imagine that probably has something to do with the reporting on legal troubles, domestic violence, really, really serious, uh, really serious allegations that. That Sergei Kovalev is probably going to face some, some court time or, you know, some time in court or something up here in California. So that, that put a damper on, I think a lot of people's feelings about this fight, as well as the ability to promote it. It's a lot harder to put out there like, Hey, all right. Can't wait to watch this guy. Um, but shoot from a pure matchup perspective, hell effing. Yes, Brian. Uh, oh, I mean, I, I want to see can Co- can kovalev avenge that loss you know can he basically can he get to alvarez before alvarez does the same thing to him again Ooh, uh, what is not to like
0: what i love about this fight is this is a turning point moment in sergey kovalev's career if he should lose this one rafe and you package that with the two losses to andre ward you package that with the fact that uh this is you know he's 35 this could be the end. This will would be the end. You know, I mean, yes, this division is loaded. Yes, Kovalev has a name. Certainly can get himself back into big fights. But you're no longer talking ever again pound-for-pound pound rated Sergey Kovalev. Uh, Sergey Kovalev the killer. When you add in all those problems he's having seemingly outside the ring, this is a turning point must-have fight to keep this train on the tracks. Or else it's the end of, you know, the Crusher era, which had some fun moments, certainly had some forgettable ones on social media. But uh this was a guy who who took a piece of his soul. Not in the I'm exhausted and Andre Ward's going to punch me below the belt and, and knock me out and I may have just quit type of thing. I mean, Alvarez sent him to hell. He knocked him out. Sergey's going to have to show us something here, Rafe. I think he's got to go back to being the crusher, the destroyer, not the boxer, the destroyer. Make this a firefight. Win back his mojo. You see him going that route?
2: I I do agree, Brian, also because we've seen now demonstrated through many fights, Brian, many, that Kovalev, whether it's a training issue, whether it's just he doesn't have the same motor as other fighters, he gasses late in fights. And if that's the case, he should know it by now, and he should come in with a game plan to try and win this fight early. Now, he can't – he can't shoot the whole L, right? Because then he's in trouble. But you, you, you I think fighters now, when they go in opponents who face Sergey Kovalev, they know that if they can ride out the first five, six rounds, they got a chance to come back and hurt him, stop him, do exactly what Elider Alv- Alvarez did in this in their first fight to, to Kovalev. So Kovalev, I think, should be have at least a half of his mind plan A. I I think should be, come in here, stop this before I get into any trouble. Because the longer the fights go on, more bad things happen with Sergey
0: Kovalev. I agree with you on there. Prediction time. Here's what I think happens. I think Kovalev comes in there to try to win it. Comes in there to try to empty the tank and knock this guy out. Will not have that success. I do think we'll see what's left in the jug of Kovalev. I don't think we'll see a bow out his career is over type of moment. I think he's going to pour the jug out in the ring. I just don't think he'll have enough. I think he loses a competitive decision here in what turns out to be an action fight late. I don't think he gets punched once and quits. I don't think it's any of that. I think he's tough. I think Alvarez is just hungrier and better right now, Rafe. And this is a giant moment in a loaded division with guys but you know, all the names that we already know, the the better Better Beavs, the... uh Alexander gross dick. This is a fun-ass division, and the Alvarez could make a big leap here on ESPN with a win. I like Alvarez by decision. Tell me about you.
2: Uh, you know, Brian, it's a long way from the lip to the jug. You what don't know does, what that means.
0: What does that mean again? I don't really, I don't think I, is that a service I, I have anymore on my, uh oh wait, we got Kovalev uh, calling in. Hold on one second.
2: Hi, my boxing fans. All right,
0: all right. Enough enough of that joke. But, uh, um,
2: let me tell you, Brian. Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. I smell what you're cooking. I hear Jimmy right now. But let's look at that fight. Kovalev cruising, taking over in rounds. What? He hurt Alvarez in round four pretty bad. Then stayed in control, five, six gets caught in round seven. And, and the, the, the Russian fans who really know Kovalev's career say that, well, we knew this. He just hadn't gotten caught by the right punch until that moment in his light heavy, in his big run at light heavyweight. He, he had a reputation for being chinny. Didn't Maybe. Did Hopkins
0: rock him with a jab, but he covered it up well?
2: I, I, did that happen? I don't quite Some remember people, there
0: that. Are, you know there's conspiracy theorists that like claim that Margarita was coming on in the Kodo rematch? There are people that claim that Hopkins had Kovalev hurt in that first fight. I don't know if I can re- – in that only fight. I don't know if I can go that far in that regard, Rafe. I also don't know if I'm ever going to find the sound drops that I'm looking for at the right time. Uh, here it is.
1: I was in your ass, and you was ready to quit, and you was blowing and puffing, and went to your corner like a rag doll. Done, defeated, and knew that you lost that fight.
0: Alright, we move on. Thank
2: you. Yeah, that was not that was not the Hopkins Kovalev fight I saw. Uh but so so I look I am saying that Kovalev was winning that fight. He was in control of that fight. He looked like he might have been on a way on the way to his own stoppage of Elider Alvarez. And I think that Alvarez is just a guy I've n I have have never enjoyed watching. This is the first that, that his first fight with Kovalev is the first time. I, I, he was in a fight that I was like, oh, I'm glad I watched that. That was fun. Like, he has great hair. The,
0: he has great hair. Okay. Great. The,
2: he, he does have great hair. I give him that. I give him all the credit in the world for some of the best hair in boxing. Uh, but yo, I, he's just, I, I'm not willing. I, I want to give, I, I, I want to give Kovalev another shot in this. I want to, I want to, I want to see him. Make another run. I'd rather see – I want to see him in a big fight against one of those other big punchers at light heavyweight. See, even if he gets sent to hell, shoot, it will be fun. So so it's a little bit of wishful thinking, but I also think that Kovalev, if he got it in his head to train well – and I don't know. He's with Buddy McGirt. Who knows what that means for this fight Buddy McGirt, they say, is not known for being a taskmaster, so it's we probably chances are we're going to see the same old Sergey Kovalev. Basically, gets himself into shape and fights however he wants to fight in the ring, which worked against lesser guys, did not work against the most elite guys. Uh, But yo, I think there's a good chance he gets to Alvarez first, and if he go, Uh, and if that's what he's trying to do, I think that he can do it. I I I'm I'm gonna go out on that limb and say Kovalev pulls it off this time. Wow. He fights a similar fight that he fought in the first match with Leiter Alvarez, and this time finishes the job. Gets him out of there in like a, 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 a late round six to nine-ish stoppage. Wow, Maybe nine. accumulation of blows. Because, shoot, we know minutes. Kovalev is still dangerous too, right? If he land, it's basically who gets to who first. I, I I'm not saying there's a lot of predicting with a ton of confidence here, but... I think that is just on the table as much as Alvarez by any kind of win. So, right, so I got to get shoot. this
0: show off out of here, but I did want to mention speaking of great hair. Um, you typically go for more of a modified Brandon Walsh season 1 90210 look, but I did see you in New York City last week and uh you had like this slick back Wall Street Pat Riley jam going on and and I didn't hate it. Is this a, a preview of the future of of more washed sophisticated post 35 Rafe? I just don't know how to
2: do hair, so whatever happens, happens every time I put a product in.
0: Oh, wow. wow, that was, that was, a uh, that was interesting. Alright, it's co-main event, takeover, we care about this. Teofimo Lopez, bro of the show, seems to fight every month these days. Stepping up, Rafe, wow. This is a guy, remember, after his last fight in December, big time knockout, knockout of the year over rock, hard, mighty, Mason Maynard. I don't want to say the deep end of the pool, but it's as that pool starts to slope downward, we're going to see him 10 rounds lightweights against Diego Magdaleno, a world-class fighter. Rafe, this is a real-ass fight, and I'm fired up for it. Is Teo ready?
2: Yeah, I think he's ready for Diego Magdaleno. I, ever since the blonde hair dyed phase of Diego Magdaleno, I just couldn't get in. I, I gave up on him right there. Look, what what's the best we've seen from Magdaleno? The, uh, uh, uh? So-so losing effort in twelve rounds in Macau for a belt against Roman Martinez once one of the few title fights that Roman Martinez actually deserved to win that he won. Uh, th- that that was maybe Magdaleno's biggest moment we've seen. There, somebody in the UK sent him to hell in Terry, two rounds. Teddy
0: Flanagan.
2: Uh, and and didn't that man? Oh wait, was that the Terry Flanagan who fought Progre? Yes. Oh, interesting. Wow. So so he was at that was at lightweight. Okay, it makes sense. I I I smell what's cooking here. Anyway, Magdaleno, I think he's just past it, man. He he was world class. I don't know if he is world class. What what's what's he what's his resume look like recently? Anything impressive?
0: Outside of that loss to Flanagan, he well overall he's uh eight and one since the Roman Martinez loss over the past five years. So he took a decision from our Hoveneeson. Knocked out Emmanuel Herrera. Took a decision from Jesus Cuadro. By the way, Emmanuel Herrera was four and three, so that was a washed fight. Um, it's going to be interesting. He's thirty-two. This is a this is a veteran moment. This is the right matchup for Teo. We're going to find out. We know that uh, Southpaw Diego Magdaleno, good-looking man, nicknamed Mister Superb. This is going to test Teo a little bit. But look, if he knocks him out, send him to hell. I'm not saying he's ready for Loma, because what we do know about Loma is...
1: Lomanchenko is the test man.
0: But he's, you know, Teo's going to have a test moment here against Diego. He might be ready for a title shot in 2019 if he gets a win here. It's a very good fight. I predict he knocks him out, brother. Anyway, Rafe, we got to get out of this show when there's a title fight. Definitely worth watching. Oscar Valdez is back, coming off of that brawl with Scott Quigg that we loved He's going to defend his WBO featherweight title against Carmine Tomazone. Do you care? Yeah, I care because
2: it's Oscar Valdez. I love me some Oscar Valdez. He was becoming one of my favorite TV fighters, one of these high-level but not world-beating level Kind of champions at 126 pounds, exciting ass fights with Scott Quigg, with Genesis Cervana, with Miguel Mariaga, all awesome, really, really, really entertaining fights. He's aggressive. He can box a little. He, he, he keep, keep him on my TV. I was, I missed him during his basically what year long absence because of the broken jaw. He fought through that. The guy's got balls. I don't know anything about this, this Carmine's restaurant tamazon is he coming with the red sauce i don't know i don't really care about him but for for, for oscar i care i care and, the, and oscar valdez also loves reptiles always playing with some with some little alligators i don't know what that's about but i like it I don't care
1: about my chief's life, I don't care about his people, I don't care about his family, I don't care about...
0: Ah, uh, thank you, Angel, thank you very much. Uh Angel, though, did have a message for us that I did want to put back out into the ether, into the ethosphere, so that if I can find it fast enough and slow the show down anymore...
1: We did dope. We've we been doing doping from the beginning, right?
0: Yeah, just to remember that. Uh Richard Kami will defend his or actually sorry, it's a vacant IBF lightweight title fight. Richard Kami versus Issa Shaniev also on this card. I don't care, do you?
2: No, I don't care. You can Lou, we can ask Luda Bella to care about that one.
0: All right, all right. That's that's fair, that's fair. Hey, let's get out of the show with this. Do you care? Saturday in London. On zone. Get in zone, brother. Main event, Sergio Garcia versus Ted Cheeseman. 12 rounds for Garcia's European Junior Middleweight title. Rafe, you know I did some business with the zone late last year. Did a Ted Cheeseman card. Uh, I like this guy. So anyone that doesn't know, he's a 154 white dude from England who kind of squares up and comes at you in brawls. Yes, there's some craft there, but he does, tell me if I'm wrong, Rafe, he does scare you into thinking he is of the, of the Brit. Mold where when he does step up to the world class level one day, it's probably not going to end great for him. But he's fun right now.
2: This is the European level, not the world level, and there's a good chance that if they made because they're push he's getting a little bit of a push from Matsumine Her. Not not trying to make him a star yet, but. They like him. He he seems to have fans. He was in a terrible commercial last year where they would like flipping burgers, and then like someone ordered cheese and looked at him, and he smiled. Bad commercial. But uh, guy's name is Cheeseman. He's you know one of these brawlers. Enjoy it while it lasts. It's it, if you're already paying for DAZN for some other fights, hey, this is gonna be on there too. He 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 he
0: he'll, he'll make he'll make he'll make him flip cheese biggest No.
2: Huh? That's a good one. I, Teddy said that. I don't know if, I don't know if Ted Cheeseman is on that level yet, if he's, if he's a Connor level fighter, but we'll, ha- we'll, we'll begin to learn.
0: Also on that card, Felix Cash, good looking British dude, is gonna fight, uh, Rashid Abulaji for the vacant Commonwealth Middleweight title. We're already two down the rabbit hole. I
2: don't, you know, I don't care Lawrence
0: about Oakley though, check him out. Ten rounds cruiserweights against Sean Miller. Lawrence Oakley could be the, the future in terms of your division, Rafe. I know that I- you love cruising together. This guy's a British stud. I believe it's Okoli, right? Not it like like Ocoli. Ned Flanders Okoli Dokoli. Yeah, here. it is. Is o- it is Okoli? You are correct. And uh I've seen some footage. Guy, guy looks. Guy looks nasty. Jack, dude, he's jacked, bro.
2: Didn't he have a really bad fight his last time oh, out? Like, super him. boring.
0: Stop. Everything I say, you just tear down, Rafe. All right, I get the name wrong. You know, is you go? does he have three balls? No, no, Rafe. All right. By the way, remember that Annie time Garcia it... got six toes? Though. Remember that time in Total Recall, the alien woman had three boobs. You that?
2: Do I remember? Does has anyone forgotten in the world? I mean, come on, man.
0: You 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 just. Who's she beat by? Mani, too, There's man, There's three of them, bro. You got beat by three of them. You got beat by three of them. All right, Rafe. Uh, hey, play with the bag. Touch it. Uh, enjoy it. Um – Shout out to our listeners, by the way, who stick through us, stick with us, f- stick us through uh, illnesses, weeks off. Thank you for being there, Rafe. Thank you for making time to make this happen. People can follow you at Rafe Boogs on Twitter. They can buy all of your books. Basketball, love story, still showing up on some top ten must-read lists. Are you a New York Times best selling author, Rafe? As a matter of fact, I am Brian. Oh! It feels good. I, I, it's 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 nice to
2: be in this tug of war with kindness of kindness with you right now, just showering praise on me. I'm gonna repay that kindness someday.
0: Rafe, uh, do you, is that something you can pull out like a sword when you meet women?
2: Brian, if you don't stop this soon, I am
0: gonna be peeing in a cup all again. All right, all right, that is so gross. We yeah, we out. We out.